0: Hey, Shepherd. welcome back to Digital Worship. I'm Pastor John Carolus, one of our associate pastors. And it's good to be with you as we finish up our series, Good Goals, Life Guided by God's Word. We've been taking this first part of the year together to talk about what it means to be uh, postured correctly before God, to be ready to hear His Word and and hear His instruction and be ready to shift in our lives if there's something that uh, recognized we need correction on or we need some input on. We've talked about what it means to be disciplined, saying yes to the right things and no to the right things, that our life might reflect the positive and healthy habits that someone who is accustomed to and committed to walking closely with God might look like. We've talked about what it means to be focused on the central role that our relationship with Jesus needs to take in life in order for everything else to have its proper place. If we're not grounded and founded and held together by that relationship with Jesus, then we'll quickly fall into a kind of a confused and scattered state. Last week, we talked about what it means to be considerate of the people around us rather than falling into the trap of being, uh, of being kind of superior to others because we might know more or have been around longer or simply think of ourselves as a really mature Christian. And so this week we're finishing up on the idea of dedication. How committed are you to the goals that God is calling you to? What is it that you should be dedicated to do? And as we listen to the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 talk about his commitment and his dedication, following those same implications, guiding that statement to the Corinthian church all the way back in the first century, we'll be able to Uh, we'll be able to kind of glean some of the principles from him that will teach us to be dedicated and committed to the goals that God calls us to. So the powerful passage of scripture from the Apostle Paul. So we'll read through it together from 1 Corinthians 9 and we'll talk a little bit about what it means for you and I today. Even though I am a free man with no master, I have become a slave to all people to bring many to Christ. When I was with the Jews, I lived like a Jew to bring the Jews to Christ. When I was with those who follow the Jewish law, I too lived under that law. Even though I am not subject to the law, I did this so I could bring to Christ those who are under the law. When I am with the Gentiles who do not follow the Jewish law, I too live apart from that law, so I can bring them to Christ. But I do not ignore the law of God, I obey the law of Christ. When I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness, for I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. This familiar passage from 1 Corinthians 9 is a metaphor that Paul uses talking about a race, talking about striving after a prize like an athlete. He uses that extended metaphor throughout chapter nine in first Corinthians. But what is the meaning of it? What is he really getting after here? He's pretty clear in it when he says, I am willing to go through anything to do whatever it takes to bring some people into a relationship with Jesus. Now, Paul's vocation and calling in life was to be someone who was Uh, A a pastor to pastors, if you will. He was a missionary, but then also a church authority. He was someone who helped shape the people that would lead the local churches that he planted over the course of his missionary journey. He was called out of a life that was organized after following and and, uh, instructing people in the laws of the Jewish people. And in between that time, at some point, he had developed the 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 skill to sell tents that he would make with his own hands so he was also somewhat of an entrepreneur a businessman providing for his own needs and that detail actually comes up in the book that he wrote the letter that he wrote to the corinthians so if you ever find yourself making your way through that book you're going to see his tent making uh, come across the page a few times but his primary purpose was raising up churches and raising up leaders to instruct and walk with those churches in the local place that they were at And then he would write letters to support and and encourage those leaders as they they help to, to form and grow the community of Christians in that place. That's important to keep in mind because God calls each of us to different things. For my own life, God has called me to be a pastor, to help lead the community of people that call Shepherd their spiritual home. Whether that be people who are joining us in this online format or worshiping in our physical spaces and locations we have here in Scottsdale, or even the community of families and students at our preschool, that's my calling, that's my job, that's my vocation in life. But he certainly has not called every single one of us into that same vocation, that same calling, that same job. Instead, he's given us each many different talents and many different gifts. Maybe for you, he's called you into leading a business. Maybe he's called you into volunteering. Maybe he's blessed you with the calling to be the primary caretaker of your children and living at home and caring for them and providing for their needs. Maybe it's as a grandparent. Maybe in, in your retirement, he's able to he's called you to be able to be involved in all kinds of different things. God has given us different vocations that line up with the special gifts and talents he has placed within us. The question is, what does it take to be dedicated to the furthering of his kingdom in those different lanes that he has called us to be a part of? Now you might be thinking, okay, say I'm someone who has, a, who has a business that sells things online. What does my job have to do with bringing others to Christ? Well, this is where we come across the idea of what it means to witness through faithful living. This is something that Pastor Allen often talks about when we are covering this sort of topic. In, in our lives, we have the opportunity to be an honorable person or a dishonorable person, someone that goes after things the right way or someone that is simply trying to cut corners and get to the highest profit or the fastest completion date possible. And as a Christian, of course, we recognize that God has called us to live above board, to live honorably, to live respectfully. As we read through the pages of the Bible, we're given this insight as to what a godly person looks like. And when we live our life modeled after those principles— we're not trying to do that simply so that God makes our lives easier or blesses us with more riches or with more influence. Instead, we know that we should live that way so that when someone else looks at us, they see a reflection of the God that lives within us. They see a reflection of the spirit. A few weeks ago we talked about our bodies being a temple of the Holy Spirit. If we're living a life that's honorable and following along with the instruction God's God's given us, they are going to see the Spirit at work in us as we go through our daily lives. Whether it be the way that we interact with people when our car is in the shop, or how we treat customers in the job that we work in retail, or simply the way that we walk around the grocery store, each of those interactions and displays of our personality is an opportunity for someone to see the God who has made us new, who has given us His grace, who has forgiven our sins, to be at work in each of us. Paul encourages us to make the most of our gifts. He says, go after the prize, strive like an athlete trying to win a race who knows there's only going to be one that crosses the finish line first. Let that be your attitude as you go after these things in life, not necessarily trying to achieve the most or get the most done or be the most involved in all kinds of different areas. Instead, it's simply to be uh, committed and dedicated to the calling God has given you in such a way that you are reflecting the work that he has done in you to those around you. Why? So that the work that you do becomes an opportunity for others to experience the love that God has for them. This is something that's beautiful about what we believe about the Bible. This is something beautiful in the historical teachings of the Lutheran Church. We know that God is at work through the things that we do in connection with him. We know that God is at work through the things that we do in connection to the people around us. And it's okay for us simply to be that business person who is ethical. It's okay for us simply to be a good friend to somebody without necessarily trying to evangelize constantly, saying, do you know what's gonna happen when you're gonna die? Do you know how much Jesus loves you? And instead, we can simply be honorable and caring and genuine in those interactions. And in those ways, people will see the work of God in our hearts. Notice the difference and say, what's going on with you? why are you not the same as everybody else? Is there something about your inner world that's been changed or that's been affected by some other higher power? And you can say, you know what? Actually, there is. Jesus has made me new. He has called me to live a life different from the rest of the world. And that means I'm going to be honorable. That means I'm going to be committed to the life he's called me to. That means I want to treat you like the valuable person you are because Christ has died for you too. When that guides our dedication, when that guides our commitment, our goals are going to be set up in such a way that God is working through us to expand his kingdom. And there is no higher calling than that. So whatever it is that your calling is, whatever it is that the goals that God has identified for you to go after, I encourage you to think about them in the respect of how can I pursue these in such a way that others would see God at work in me through them. The Apostle Paul has some wonderful encouragement and advice and wisdom for us as we read through the pages of his letter to the Corinthian church, and I hope that over these last five weeks together, you have been able to pick some of them up as an encouragement and support to the life that God has called you toward as well. Next week, we'll be talking about Transfiguration Sunday and the glimpse of God's glory that the disciples had before we jump into the season of Lent, preparing for Easter, and what it means to walk with Jesus toward the cross on Calvary's hill. Before we get there though, I hope that God blesses you and keeps you this week. We look forward to joining you next time for digital worship here at Shepherd.